When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from iLikeYou.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at iLikeYou.com. Now, let's get started. want to give a warm and wonderful welcome to Angela and Tanya and we're going to hear more from these two incredible women that have I guess I want to say kind of dream jobs ladies because <laughs> these are brand new roles created I wouldn't I wouldn't well, I'm going to say it just for you and but I mean <laughs> these roles have their incredible titles so I'm going to go first with Angela. Angela we know each other you know Winnipeg girls but boy oh boy so happy and proud for you. So first of all Angela please say your full and proper title with the National Gallery of Canada. Yes well thank you so much for this time today and uh, yeah I've been thrilled to start as the new Vice President of Strategic Transformation and Inclusion with the National Gallery of Canada. Oh I, that we'll get into all of that because I have lots of questions. And Tanya, so good to see you and welcome to Hugh at Home. And your title, Tanya, is very interesting. Yes, yes, thank you very much. Um, at the gallery, uh, my role there is uh, Senior Vice President, People, Culture, and Belonging. Oh, belonging. Oh, that's a big word. <laughs> that means so many things today. Um, so, okay, I am going to go uh, open it up. Angela. Give us a little background and how you managed to land this incredible job. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been very fortunate to have uh, encountered the CEO of the uh, National Gallery, uh, Dr. Sasha Suda, uh, over the last year. And uh, we've just had a number of conversations about the need for the cultural sector to evolve and change. Um, and it was, you know, kind of colleagues in the sector having conversations and she was talking about how they were grappling with how to implement um, these changes within the institution and they were looking for someone who had a cultural sector background uh, that had a background in justice equity diversity and inclusion work and so it started uh, a conversation and what I was really excited about is that she recognized the importance of having this role uh, at the executive leadership table with a really clear mandate mm -hmm. and um, clear authority. And so worked uh, with Tanya, who was already uh, starting to do some work with the National Gallery to formalize that role. Um, and so, you know, it was something that kind of was born out of a lot of reflection and conversation. Uh, but also recognize the significance of uh, having a role like that at, at the table. So it was thrilled to be able to um, fill that seat. Wow. And for yourself, Tanya, your journey? 
Uh, my journey to here um, was brought by a common friend, a mutual contact that uh, Dr. Uh, Sush uh, Sasha Suda and I have in common, somebody I had worked with previously at CBC. And uh, we got into, into contact, started talking about the challenges uh, organizationally and the change uh, and the new strategic plan that, that was being implemented. But there seemed to be um, a lot of uh, opportunity to bring uh, human resources, which is now people, culture and belonging. We rebranded it. Uh, to a new level, uh, more at a, a strategic uh, business partner level, uh, operating at all all levels of the organization. So I was really pleased uh, to see this role uh, created um, and that it has a voice at the decision-making table as well. Uh, so I think this is going to be great. And along with Angela's role, I think uh, in partnership, we're gonna be able to, uh, to make great things happen this year for sure. Well, it certainly is strange times. No one could ever, ever think that we would be doing meetings or virtual uh, <laughs> get-togethers like this, but it does draw people together. So, Angela, and then Antonia, please chime in on this. What kind of changes do you see that are, should be made right away, and what kind of, I guess, future do you both see that will be, you know, a brighter future for the National Gallery? Canada? Yeah, well, I mean, the National Gallery has already um, started down a path where conversations about reconciliation was informing the work uh, that the, the organization was doing. Um, it's had a number of uh, Indigenous employees and curators. It has one of the largest collections of Indigenous contemporary art in mm -hmm. the world. Um, and so uh, the steps had begun to be uh, taken. Uh, but it's more than just the programming. And I think that's where that word collaboration that Tanya mentioned is really key. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about now taking that and looking at all of our policies, our programs, our informal and formal practices, and using an anti-racism, anti-oppression lens uh, to really create an institution inside and out mm -hmm. uh, where people feel empowered uh, where people feel a sense of belonging and where, uh, you know, an increasingly diverse staff contributes to the creativity and innovation of, of the National Gallery. So, uh, you know, our mandate is to look at all of those places and spaces. Um, that's a major change project. Uh, I think that's why Tanya and I are both uh, excited to be partners at that table because it does relate very closely to the people. So mm -hmm. we want to look at training and equipping people to be successful with this change and transition to learn and to understand issues related to anti-racism, anti-oppression, and then translate that into their day-to-day -day work and uh, also in what we present to the public. So it's, it's a huge uh, task. And what we're really trying to do with the strategic plan is provide that common sense of vision to our teams to be transparent to the public and really take the steps that we need for this uh, transformation. Uh, and, it, and I don't use that word lightly when I use transformation, but it is all encompassing. And I think that's part of what's really excited exciting but it also is a, a huge and long path um, and it's about continuous learning so you know we, we're starting um, starting from a foundation of some early um, important efforts 
um, but it's about continuing to evolve the organization over time. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm going, well, it's an art gallery, but is it a museum? <laughs> uh, so maybe, you know, Tanya, too, you can kind of, you know, add into this. And, and Tanya, too, it's culture, people, and belonging. So belonging, does that mean, like Angela was sort of saying, too, it's the culture and the people that work there, they belong but it's also creating a sense of belonging too for me, the general public that come into the gallery too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a sense of belonging where people feel secure, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and for employees internally to be feel supported and for our visitors to be able to see themselves represented in our collection. So I think overall at a high level, that's what we're trying to, what we're trying to strive for. Mm -hmm. um, with people, culture, and belonging internally, we're going to be building a lot of tools to support um, the strategic plan that Angela is going to be implementing across the organization. And some of those tools that we're going to be implementing is, you know, like true succession planning, um, revising our recruitment strategy with a justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion lens, uh, ensuring that we've got training and development plans for, uh, for individuals uh, that, uh, that are going to be growing within the organization and just employees as a whole to make sure that mm. uh, they're engaged. Uh, part of our mandate is to ensure an engaged um, and diverse uh, workforce within the organization and making sure that our retention is high and people want to stay. Um, so that's, that's something as well. And um, no organization is perfect, but making sure that we work through conflict respectfully and together, uh, making sure that we're giving leaders uh, at all levels of the organization tools on how to manage difficult situations, especially now, mm -hmm. uh, making sure that people uh, are feeling valued and supported and uh, are able to make mistakes uh, without uh, feeling fear, um, ensuring that people feel safe enough to be vulnerable um, and to give each other feedback and to grow together. So that's that's the ambiance that we're, we're mm -hmm. trying to create organizationally and I think with the with the uh, the appointment of Angela and I it's uh, it's it's definitely um, a strong demonstration of that commitment well, and I totally agree with you when you talk about a safe place and now more than ever right it is totally in every conversation um, and you know and also to uh, diversity and the sense of belonging too is so important uh, question like to okay Angela uh, this might be, my, well, it is my kind of opinion or how mm -hmm. I perceive art galleries is mainly white, um, mm -hmm. mainly male, and usually old. <laughs> 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 and I hate to say that. Well, you know what? I don't. Um, yeah. But that's, you know, first impressions. Are, is this now the new? And are we going to see more Angela's and Tanya's around the, around the world? Yeah, um, well, you're not going to see any of my art on the walls, but I think <laughs> um, what we're trying to create is place and space on all of those levels. So I think, you know, the cultural sector has done a great job of bringing more uh, female leadership into mm -hmm. spaces. Um, yet a lot of those women continue to be from the dominant culture. So uh, it is white women. And that was an important step forward, but there's still more work to do 
mm-hmm. on an inclusive inclusivity um, standpoint. So when we're looking at the diversity within the teams, whether it be Indigenous, Black, or racialized communities, we are not um, strongly represented at all levels of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it is um, at junior, junior or entry-level positions. So uh, when Tanya is talking about training, recruitment, succession planning, um, and retention, mm-hmm. it's about um, creating that workplace where um, individuals from different communities see the art gallery as a place for them that will um, respect and um, value the talent and the perspectives they bring at the table and that it's more than just a seat at the table it's a voice at that table and it's an ability to uh, contribute in a meaningful way to the work of the gallery mm-hmm. but it's also looking at that collection so mm-hmm. I think you know if you're looking at um, the thousands of wonderful pieces of art uh, within uh, the gallery and this is one of our activities right now we generally know that it's largely white male and European, mm-hmm. um, but we don't have uh, numbers to support that. And what we want to be able to do is to diversify the collection and ensure that other voices are included uh, in, in, in the works of art uh, because we're preserving this for Canadians for generations mm-hmm. to come. And so it's a demonstration of our values. Um, and so, you know, when I say, well, do, do we have work from, from Black artists? We can't easily answer that question at this time. Um, and so part of what we're doing is how do we, how are we collecting? What are we collecting? Um, and it's not to say that there's not a richness in, in having like the Rembrandts of the world kind of uh, displayed, but there are so many other names and so many other voices and so many other perspectives uh, in in art and how we define beauty and how we define fine art. Um, We need to challenge all of those constructs so that the gallery space is one uh, that's more inclusive. Wow, I mean, you're really opening up my eyes now to how to view an art gallery. Tanya, I'm gonna talk a little bit about our art gallery here, The WAG, and um, you know, director Stephen Boris has done an amazing job and we're so excited to open Hama York, uh, which was formerly known as the Inuit Art Center, and now, you know, they truly are trying to embrace uh, definitely the Inuit artists, but also all Indigenous artists, too, as well. Um, You know, a a place like this is a place to educate people, to learn. How important is it, Tanya, to really kind of listen to other people's stories and not judge? I have a, a, a slogan from a dear friend, acceptance without understanding. How far away can we be from this? Because I am just, I would just like to see or view people as people, as a human being, as having a heart and everything like that. And I think that's very important and, and for ta- like in society, just in general. And if we're talking in the context of, you know, our workplace, mm-hmm. uh, any workplace really, I think that's very important, that, that sense of belonging, uh, immersion, being supported. Uh, and I really do believe that the only way an organization can really achieve this is by making sure that you have the right leadership in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, without the right leadership um, and the right competencies at those levels, um, true uh, feedback and communication and change, um, keeping it respectful, um, will, will be hard. 
Mm -hmm. uh, if we're not ensuring that the right leadership is there to be able to lead the organization through turbulent times, reassure employees, making sure that they're included and respected and growing. Uh, it's a tall task, right? And yeah. leadership isn't as glamorous as people think it is. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're the first. You're the first to get the finger pointed at. No, I <laughs> exactly. So, and if it is easy, um, you might be missing something. Yeah. So, <laughs> and uh, that's often the case. And uh, and and that's that's I think what's happened here. Uh, our CEO, uh, Dr. Sasha Suda, has quickly realized that that there was a strong need for change internally and i think this is what you're seeing here uh, very much with uh, angela and myself and the strategic roles that have been uh, adopted within the organization and given a, a very uh, important voice of influence and change um yeah so i i really do believe that you know it starts with the leadership and um often if there's toxicity within an organization or exclusion. Um, mm -hmm. you, you can easily point it somewhere uh, in the senior levels where, uh, where culture ultimately begins. Well, and you know, women, we get it. We're so smart. We can see it right <laughs> away. You know, it doesn't take five years or whatever to figure out. Uh, and speaking of women and like yourselves, um, Angela, role models. Well, we've seen it, you know, Kamala, you know, mm -hmm. her big job and, and now in the White House. Um, how important is it? Oh, and, I, and I would think very important, but seeing yourselves as role models for women, younger women, um, maybe wanting to do a career like this. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I hear those words and I, I am humbled by them. You know, if, if people see me as a, a role model, I feel like I have so much to learn myself. Uh, but the reality is a lot of what I've been able to achieve in my career is because of um, other women who mm -hmm. um, had a motto of lifting while they climbed. Um, and I think that that's uh, really important. So to me, uh, I've benefited a lot from those who came before me. Uh, there are a lot of people who shattered ceilings. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, my job is to kind of try to do the same and, and bring other people along um, this journey with me. So I think that's why I was very excited as well with um, Tanya's plans around succession to formalize it. Mm -hmm. I think you can be an informal mentor and that's really important, but to have a sponsor or a champion within organizations or within the sector uh, who can tell you there are interesting jobs out there in, yes. in the cultural sector. And, you know, I was joking with one of my cousins who's a, a young artist and, and I would say for myself as a child of immigrants, um, art wasn't necessarily one of those um, yes. fields. Um, that uh, we were exposed to. Uh, they're not systems that we were familiar with or knew how to navigate. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, part of it is, uh, you know, understanding, you know, I have a political science and communications background. Um, I'm not an art historian or I don't have a museum degree, but there are very, very interesting roles within uh, these organizations and they need, you know, human rights or, and human resource specialists. Mm -hmm 
you know, they need people who have uh, equity and diversity as a background. Um, you know, you can have a, a, a different educational path and background and still have a really rich uh, career. So I think that's part of um, what's exciting when I speak to uh, younger women and encourage them um, in, in this field, uh, that you can have a, a rich and, and exciting career. Oh, well, hopefully, and I love it, Tanya, to copy what uh, Angela said, the succession and training, because again, yes, Angela pointed out that, you know, some people just weren't, those fields, the field of art just wasn't, you know, given to them. Um, but to create that opportunity is great. Tanya, words of wisdom from you. Words of wisdom. Um, you know, one, one thing that's really helped me a lot was to never shy away from feedback. Mm -hmm. and, and to never take it personally. Um, and this goes for both uh, men and women, um, more experienced and less experienced professionals, um, all walks of life. It's, it's often bitter. And it's really important to listen to where it's coming from, whom it's coming from, and why they're telling you. Um, and, and use your judgment, but not, not to shy away from it or, or, or to... Or to you know, avoid it. It's it's just something that I think has helped me a long way. And I've been very lucky to have very honest people around me uh, that's helped shape my my leadership style and, and my career going forward. That's often often the the one piece of advice that um, that I can I can give to, to anyone that I'm mentoring is to embrace the feedback and grow from it. Oh. And that's sometimes so hard to do, but so, so true. I want to thank you both, Angela and Tanya. We wish you all the best. And we can hardly wait. Maybe um, six months from now when you're, you know, flying back and forth, Angela. <laughs> to the, and uh, we can kind of catch up and, and see how things are going. I would love a virtual tour. I've never been to the National Gallery of Canada. So I'll put that on yeah. my bucket list. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, you might be able to fly back and forth as well. So you'd always be welcome into the gallery. It, it feels like an imaginary world where you just go onto a plane and go somewhere now. I know. But it, yeah. It's coming. It's coming. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you know what? Thank you so much, ladies. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you Thank for your you time. Again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. For listening. This has been a production of iLikeQ.com, podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. 
Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.